Hello, everyone. Ian Hamilton here with director Joe Hunting, who's the filmmaker behind We Met in Virtual Reality, streaming now on HBO Max, captured entirely inside VRChat Virtual Worlds. It appeared at the Sundance Film Festival earlier this year. And on the poster, it says the setting is virtual. The connections are real. There is one question that I have right at the top of my head after watching the film and noticing that you've made some kind of directorial choice in not representing these people at all outside of their VR chat personas. That's the second question I want to get into. So put that one in the back of your mind. The first question is, <laughs> you're going to introduce a lot of people to VR chat culture who have never tried a VR headset and have never heard of VR chat before. How do you expect this project is going to be received by them? Yeah, that's a very unpredictable question, really. But before I get into it, I want to say a huge thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you in the studio today. It's a really intentional decision for me to be considering that audience. From the very beginning of making the documentary, I was very aware that it was going to be received and seen by people. And I really wanted it to be seen by people who had never tried VR before. And I really hope that the documentary is one that will enlighten people about this new reality. I hope that people see the film and judge it and are confused and are really shocked, especially in the opening of the film. And they question what the representation of this world is like and the choices of avatars, the choices of worlds. There's so many ways it can be interpreted but I think my intention is to start a conversation. And immediately from the trailer release alone, and now the film is going to be available, I know that so many people are on so many spectrums with social media, online culture, especially VR, as it's so new for so many people. There's so many ways it can be interpreted. But every way it can be is, to me, a conversation. If I was to speak to the reaction that I really want to achieve, it is to open minds and to show people that we can find community and support and express ourselves in very unique ways that are constantly evolving and constantly changing. And so that's what I really want people to find in the film. I'm wondering what that conversation might become if there is the lack of any mm. physical grounding to your presentation here. Right. Exactly. Again, very intentional decision that actually came from when I was making my short films. I made my first short film in 2018 and released it in 2019 titled A Wider Screen. And I showed that film at festivals. And in this short film, we get to see the reveal of the authentic real selves of the subjects of the film when we see them in VR chat. And as I was touring the film, I would always, often ask people, what was your favorite moment? And what moment was really dramatic to you and that you enjoyed the most? And it was always, my favorite moment was when I got to see the people in real life and see their authentic image. And that to me was actually quite upsetting because that wasn't the truth and the representation that I really wanted people to connect with. I wanted people to connect with their more fantastical images, their representations of themselves and see the excitement and the joy that I see in them when filming with them in VR chat. And so I took that inspiration really into, we met in virtual reality and I really wanted people to connect with that side of someone. And I think it's more interesting when seeing a film like this, especially a documentary, that you leave those questions to the imagination 
and you let people tread that line between authenticity and more of a fantasy. I think that's what makes the film so fascinating and also what makes VR so fascinating. I never saw the real images of the subjects of the film or anyone featured until the film was finished. And so the film is how I saw them as well as a director and as a filmmaker. And I want audiences to feel that too. Mm, that is a very interesting bit of context to add there at the end. Were there any surprises for you then as director when you did your own reveal of who these people were? Oh, good. Well, I mean, first of all, it felt amazing. It was such a thrill and it was so warm and wonderful to finally see the real images of these people that I was working with for a year and a half almost. We watched the film together and obviously spoke all about it. And then we all got on video camera and had that moment. And I think the best way to sum up that experience is there was a moment of kind of confusion, just realizing who they were in our physical world and how they present themselves and seeing the connections to their avatar as well. I think with every cast member who appears in the documentary, I could immediately see them with their avatar. There was immediate correlations like Jenny, for example, as we see here behind me, has pink hair. And Dust Bunny has very similar hair than her avatar does as well. And the body language, you feel that when we're interviewing. We were always in very intimate situations when making the documentary. And so I immediately felt a, a presence and a similarity in their body. And so it was very quick to fall into that and understand that new world. But it was a wonderful experience. I really have nothing negative to say. Interesting. You started production on this while finishing a film degree when COVID hit, right? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And That's right. there's a lot of connection that people were able to find and are able to find via these headsets that for a very large range of reasons, they don't necessarily find in the real physical world. But there's that other part of the conversation where if I can say that I understand that perspective, there is another perspective that says uh, people need to go and actually do this in the real world, right? That mm -hmm. that's the only right. real form of connection. And I'm curious how those perspectives are going to collide as this film reaches more people. If you had to take a poll of your audience of 100 people or 1,000 people that are going to be introduced to this, do you think they're going to be open-minded or closed-minded about what they see? Yeah, that's an excellent question, and one that I was questioning whilst editing as well, very specifically. I think we'll have a mix of both audiences. And to just speak to the closed-minded reaction that we've already been facing with the documentary and it's really fascinating to read and understand that perspective towards the end of the film i really wanted audiences to feel that the subjects of the documentary and their stories were actually moving out of vr and into the real world i personally agree very much so that the healthiest way to engage in this technology especially in a social context is in a balance with physical socialization and virtual socialization. I think there is a beautiful balance that can occur. And during the pandemic, that balance was completely shifted for a lot of the population who had access to headsets, me included, considering I made a film for <laughs> hours and hours and hours a week. I think now we're reaching much more of a, a defined balance. But I can certainly see audiences 
having their alarm bells rang after seeing this film and thinking, oh my goodness, these people need to get outside and engage with their real friends and engage with the real world. But the beautiful thing is that they do. They all have jobs and they're all engaged with their you know, real friends and real relationships. And I really hope people feel that. And all of the couples that we see in the film are also together in real life right now as I, I'm speaking. Uh, if I'm to say where we are right now, I'm in Brooklyn. We just had our premiere of the film in New York and we're all together here in person. And so obviously that's not in the documentary, but it certainly is a story that's attached to that reaction that we are facing about people seeing our subjects in the film in a way that is close-minded. I hope that the journey that we've had making it, as well as the film itself, presents the idea that isn't a stereotype, that these stigmas are false and we can have a healthy balance if we engage in the technology in the right way. Can you tell us about how you actually captured what were your camera tools inside of VRChat? Oh, yes, absolutely. So VRChat, if I'm sure many of the people watching have tried VRChat, has a native camera that's really accessible and easy to pull out using the menu system. And with this camera, you can zoom in, you can change your depth of field and add these really nice cinematic qualities. And I didn't use that camera. I used it as a base for using a third-party camera that someone in the VR chat community named Hirobiki created called VRC Lens. You upload this other camera through your avatar and then you override the VR chat camera with this avatar camera, which allows for a lot more cinematic tools. With VRC Lens, I was able to change my aperture to a very precise f-stop. I could change my focal length. I had focus assist on my display. I could fly as a drone. I could change my exposure. And it was like a real cinema camera that you'd use in live action, but translated into VR, which gave me the ability to shoot very intimate handheld shots with a very distinct camera presence and also shoot these sweeping drone sequences that we see in some of the dance sequences in the film. And so the camera that I used was VRC Lens, which was created by Hirobiki in the community. You're just out of college now. You've made a feature-length documentary that is airing on HBO. What role do you see virtual cameras playing in your future? I'm definitely going to stay in VR. I've learned a great deal making We Met in Virtual Reality, both in my directing, in working with people, collaborating, and the technicalities of doing a production with VRC Lens and VR Chat and working with Avatar and world creators. And I certainly intend to stay in VR for my next project. I am in development for something new and a little bit more refreshing that goes a little bit outside of documentary. But that's all I'm going to say at the moment. I hate to be that person and keeping things secret, but it's still super early days. And whilst I wind down and get this documentary out into the world, but I'm certainly staying in VR, I am still on the path of curiosity and just absolutely love it and love the people in it and love the community and just want to keep working. In terms of greater scope, I think filming in VR has the ability to become its own separate genre of film. I've really learned with this documentary, it's very similar to animation and very similar to live action, but capturing something in real time in Avatar and in worlds that we can create and having that spatial awareness within our virtual productions is extremely special. And so I'm very grateful to be 
helping to push that medium. And I really hope that we will get more films shot in VR chats, but also greater because of we met in virtual reality, if I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, well, thank you so much for the time. This is an interesting starting point in that conversation about how people are going to present themselves in the years to come. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate this time. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of people discovering VR chat in the next couple of weeks, I think. So uh, good luck and we'll see what you do next. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really, really appreciate the conversation. Yeah, please go see the film and tell us what you think.